let's explore the six best productivity tips from 281 books. Now, if you're anything like me, you probably feel like there just isn't enough time to get everything done. Even after a very productive day, it can still feel like there's more to do, or at least more that you could do to move your goals forward in life. Now, fortunately, there are things that we can do to get more accomplished in less time. So today, we're going to go through my six favorite productivity tips from 281 business-related books that I've read over the last 22 years as an entrepreneur. Now, of course, many of these books cover themes and topics that go well beyond the scope of just productivity. So if you're interested in topics like startups, marketing, business strategy, leadership, or management, I do plan to follow this episode up with additional content where I share my favorite tips on those topics and several others. So be sure to subscribe and follow the channel so you don't miss out on that. But with that said, let's dive straight into the list, beginning with tip number one. Productivity is measured by results, not effort. It's easy to fall into the trap of measuring personal productivity based on the amount of time or effort that we invest in getting something done. And this is true even if deep down we understand that the final result is the only thing that truly matters. Because even if we understand that idea, it's still very tempting to think that increased effort or increased time will somehow contribute to a superior result. So one of the very first things that we need to focus on when it comes to improving our productivity is to break this association between time and effort and the results in getting something accomplished. This is a very common theme in popular books like The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, The One Thing by Gary Keller, and Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Now, a simple example, just to drive this point home, is to imagine that you've been assigned the task of unloading 20 pallets of product from a semi-truck and that you can go about achieving this result in any way that you see fit. So for example, your first option might be to entirely unload the truck manually by hand, all by yourself. That might take you an entire day, but you could, in theory, get it done. Your second option is to recruit other people to help you. Hopefully you can afford to pay them based on how much you're getting paid to get the job done. And with their help, you can unload the entire contents in something like an hour. And then finally, a third option that you might have is to use something like a pallet jack to unload the entire contents of the trailer in about 15 to 20 minutes entirely on your own. So the critical insight here is that we need to focus entirely on the final result that we are trying to accomplish. And by focusing on that final result, we can think more creatively creatively about the many different ways that we could go about pursuing that result. We could coordinate with other people, we can make use of technology, or in some cases, we might actually determine that that final result isn't so valuable and it isn't necessarily worth pursuing. So instead of just getting really overwhelmed by busy work, by focusing on what it is that we're trying to achieve, in some cases, we might simply determine that the result isn't worth the effort. Let's continue on to tip number two. Identify the one thing that provides maximum leverage. It's very easy to fall into the trap of trying to do it all, to try to get everything in life accomplished. And this typically happens because we say yes 
to more and more things over time. And eventually, we fill up our schedule with all kinds of low-value activities that aren't actually moving our life forward, but for one reason or another, we've become committed to executing on them. And when this happens, it leaves us less time to focus on the things that matter most. So when it comes to regaining control in your life, one of the most powerful tools or insights that you can apply is to look for the single most impactful thing that you accomplish, the one task or activity that provides you with maximum leverage as described in The One Thing by Gary Keller. So the idea here is you wanna identify the task or process or routine in your life that is most critical to your overall success, where if you were to excel in that one particular area, everything else in your life would be that much easier. So for example, let's say that you're a writer and you're trying to write great books. Well, there are a number of different activities that might be important, including researching and editing and maybe even scheduling speaking tours and things like that. But at the end of the day, the single most important task that you have in front of you is writing. And you need to be very proficient at writing in order for everything else to be practical and valuable. So at the end of the day, if you're not doing a great job of writing or if your performance is subpar, then everything else suffers. So the most important thing that you can focus on, of course, is the writing. Now, in many cases, this one thing is directly tied to your ability to generate an income or create interesting relationships or even gain greater autonomy in life. And so by excelling in this one particular area, you truly can make everything else in your life that much easier. So the key insight here is to get very clear on the area of your life that provides maximum leverage. And then that way, you can focus more of your time and energy in that one particular area. Let's continue on to tip number three. Take back control of the way that you use technology. Today, we are more distracted than at any other point in all of human history. Between app notifications, email alerts, and social media updates, it's more difficult than ever to be very productive with our time. And of course, technology companies like Facebook and Google and many others are trying to make apps even more addictive. And so this is kind of an uphill battle that continues to get more and more challenging. Now, the way to regain control in our life is to be much more intentional about how we go about about using technology. And this too is a recurring theme in a number of very popular books, including Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, Indistractable by Nir Eyal, and Make Time by Jake Knapp and John Zeratsky. And of course, this is very important because if we aren't intentional about the way that we use technology products, we can end up wasting a significant amount of time and energy pursuing things that aren't particularly important. Now, when it comes to solving this issue. Some practical steps that you can pursue include disabling non-urgent notifications on all devices, keeping smartphones out of reach during work hours, and enabling features to place time limits on highly addictive apps. For more extreme cases of digital addiction, it's worth considering a digital detox as explained in Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. The idea here is to take a 30-day break away from optional technology technologies like social media and even video streaming with the point of breaking our addiction, breaking our routines when it comes to how we use technology and giving ourselves an opportunity to get back in touch with other pursuits in life that are oftentimes much more rewarding and much more enjoyable. Let's continue on to tip number four. Embrace single tasking to get meaningful work done. 
Many people mistakenly believe that they are effective multitaskers, and when it comes to juggling multiple activities at the same time, they feel as though they are more productive when they do so. But the reality is, when we juggle two or more conscious activities at the same time, our productivity drops and the quality of our work suffers. Now, the reality is, our brains can only focus on one conscious activity at a time, as explained in Your Brain at Work by David Rock. The only situation in which we can multitask effectively is where all but one of the activities are non-conscious or automatic routines. So for example, driving a familiar route or going for a walk or chewing gum, these kinds of activities are non-conscious and so we're able to focus on one conscious activity well engaged in these kinds of things. Now, What we can't do is engage in two conscious activities, like watching a television show while listening to an audiobook, or engaging in conversation with somebody while at the same time trying to solve a problem that we might be thinking about actively in the moment. This is where our brains really break down and we aren't actually able to engage in two different things at the same time. Now, what people often experience as multitasking really comes down to either rapid switching between conscious activities or continuous partial attention between activities. And in either case, you can expect a sharp drop in terms of your performance and a sharp increase in mental exhaustion. The solution here is to focus on one conscious activity at a time. So to focus on single tasking rather than multitasking and to organize our day around channeling our energy towards one thing at a time before we move on to the next. And not only can this make us more productive, but it can also allow us to focus for longer periods of time because we aren't burning up our important and valuable mental energy through rapid switching or continuous partial attention. Let's continue on to tip number five. Make intentional use of your limited mental energy. There are three very important things that we want to keep in mind when it comes to managing our mental energy. First, our best thinking is a limited resource that gets depleted. Over time. Second, certain tasks require considerably more mental energy when compared with others. And third, not all high energy tasks are equal in terms of their value or their importance. So, with this in mind, we want to identify and prioritize the tasks that produce the most amount of value with the least amount of impact when it comes to depleting our mental energy. So we wanna organize our day in such a way that we get the most value out of our mental energy first thing in the day, and later in the day we can tackle things that are lower priority. Some examples of high energy tasks include responding to emails, doing creative work, and even prioritizing the importance of tasks. Now, unfortunately, when it comes to engaging in any one of these kinds of activities, we can actually hurt our ability to engage in other high-energy activities. So we wanna be very intentional about how we allocate our valuable mental energy. Now, one of the most common mistakes that many people make is tackling email first thing in the morning. This is a high energy mental activity and it's not particularly valuable for most people. It might be important, it might be something that you need to get done, but it's almost certainly not the most important thing that you can get done. So with that in mind, a better approach is to identify the one thing from tip number two, your single most valuable activity, and focus on that 
first thing in the morning. Well, your mental energy is at a high so you can get the most out of that activity. And when you're done, then you can move on to other high energy mental activities like responding to email. And for more tips on how to make the most of your mental energy, I recommend that you check out Your Brain at Work by David Rock. Let's continue on to tip number six. Build strong habits instead of relying on willpower. One of the best ways to boost productivity is to turn valuable activities into automatic habits. So rather than relying on willpower or inspiration or daily motivation, we can turn our most critical work into automatic routines that are a natural part of our everyday lives. So for example, taking your one thing from tip number two, we want to convert that into an automatic part of our daily routine. Just like brushing our teeth or having a shower or eating breakfast, we want it to become just a natural part of our day where we're not having to make a decision each and every time we sit down to engage in that particular activity. Because as author James Clear explains in his book, Atomic Habits, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. The fact is, without strong habits, distractions and random tasks can quickly take over our day and prevent us from accomplishing our most valuable work. So we need to be very intentional about identifying the things that are most valuable from tip number two. And when we have motivation and willpower, we need to leverage that energy to turn that activity into an automatic habit. So when our willpower is low or when our motivation is low, at that point, we're no longer having to make a choice because the activity has been converted into an automatic part of our daily routine. That's what's most important here. Your energy and your willpower will wane, but if you've established your most critical work as a natural part of your everyday routine, well, you won't have to engage in making a choice each and every time. Now, as I just mentioned in the previous tip, one of the most powerful things that you can do is build these kinds of routines into the earlier portion of your day. So once you've identified your most important work and you know that your mental energy is at its highest first thing in the morning, you wanna put all this together and build a habit around tackling your single most important activity first thing in the morning while your mental energy is at an all-time high. For more practical tips and advice when it comes to establishing a new habit or a new routine, I highly recommend that you check out Atomic Habits by James Clear. Anyway, those are six of the best productivity tips from 281 books. If you're interested in other topics like startups, marketing, business strategy, or leadership, check out the episode description box. I'll include links to other episodes as they become available. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about anything that we covered here, let me know down in the comment section and be sure to subscribe and visit rickkettner.com to learn more about productivity and entrepreneurship in general.